All right, how's everybody doing? Oh, not very good. That's good. All right, okay, let's try it again. How's everybody doing? All right. Wanted to make a couple of uh, just basic announcements. You hear this uh, week after week, both uh, very important. There's a 24-hour prayer box that comes up here, and how that works is if you just write any prayer request, there's a whole team that within 24 hours will pray for you. And again, those cards are here. This Wednesday is the first Wednesday of the month, and that means uh, these last few months we've been setting that aside for prayer and fasting, and uh, we are praying for these next steps with Sherwood Oaks, praying for the leadership. So as we go into 2020, it's hard to believe 2020, uh, that's a very important time of prayer and fasting. You can pick up information on those things also at the Welcome Center. You can go ahead and take your scriptures and turn to Psalms 121. We're going to get that in just a moment. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. Uh, we stand before you, we lift up praises to you, and Lord, when we do that, when we empty ourselves, when we allow your spirit to move into this place, it's holy ground. So Lord, I pray that every word that is uttered this morning will bring glory to you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray, amen. So we're starting this brand new series going into the Christmas season, and it's simply called Home for the Holidays. And the real focus is that word home. So this morning, I'm going to take a big picture look at home, not so much a place that we go to, but, uh, and not a place of brick and mortar, but a place that God wants for us and with us, uh, this amazing place, big picture place called home, and that's what we're going to get into. Robert Frost said this about home, home is where when you go there, they have to take you in. And John Ed Pierce said, home is a place you grow up wanting to leave and grow old wanting to go back to. And then there's this guy, Pinterest, I'm not sure who that dude is, and he wrote, when there is love in the home, there's joy in the heart. That is so sappy. But anyway, so I want to issue a little uh, uh, a holiday, I guess I would not so much holiday cheer, but uh, some a warning to all the men that are here, holiday advice, and here it is, uh, for the holidays to all the men who think that a woman's place is in the kitchen, just remember, that's where the knives are, okay? <laughs> but on a serious note, we're going to get into Psalms 121 this morning, and we're going to see two things that God provides for all of us to make us feel at home. Everyone here. God wants you to feel at home with him. First of all, God provides help for the helpless. Look at Psalms 121, verses 1 through 6. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. And if you look there in verses 1 and 2, you'll see the key word there is the word help. I mean, what does that mean to you? Help. Because for some of you this morning, that's exactly what you're calling out to God for. You may have just barely made it here this morning. It was a struggle to get here because of what you're going through in your life. And I want to give you some amazing news. He's here to help you. In fact, the Bible records that word help 287 times. But here's a few verses that encourage me in regards to help. 
Leviticus 25, 35 says, if a fellow Israelite becomes poor and cannot support himself, help them. Numbers 34, 18, this is a great leadership lesson. Appoint one leader from each tribe to help align the land. Psalms 5, 2, hear my cry for help, my king, my God, for you I pray. And then I love this in Hebrews 4, 16. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace for help in our time of need. One of the things that I uh, enjoy watching, uh, if I'm going through kind of a hard time, I uh, started this a few years ago. It's a late, late show, uh, James Corden, and it's a carpool karaoke. If you haven't seen it, it is great as they bring these artists uh, and he will drive the car, put the artists in the car, and then they'll sing the songs that the artists recorded. And I mean, it is just great. And uh, a couple of years ago, he uh, picked up Paul McCartney and they hung out in Liverpool. And it started out really serious, and, or not serious, just really fun. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And they're singing Beatle tunes. And then all of a sudden, the question was, did you ever think that we'd still be singing these songs, that there's something at a deeper level from the Beatles. And Paul McCartney said, I only thought the Beatles songs would be around about 10 years. I can't believe they're, they're this influential all these years. And then he paused and said, you know, there's one song that's pretty amazing if I think about it. He said, uh, it was years ago in the mid 60s and my mom had already passed away. I was in high school when my mom died, but my mom showed up in a dream. And she simply said, Paul, it's going to be okay. Just let it be. Just got to let it go. He said, I got up that morning and I thought, oh, mom, it is going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Let it be. That is such an interesting thing. Well, the rest is history. And for some of you here today, that's exactly where you're at. And you just have to let it be. And realize that God is here to help. Now, here's the deal about Paul McCartney, and so many of us can relate. My mom passed away in 2008, and I can still hear her voice. It usually starts with, John, don't do that. <laughs> but I guarantee some of you are still hearing the voice of your mother. And there really is only one thing more profound than that voice. It's the voice of God. It's the presence of God that he truly loves us so much he wants to help in countless ways. I mean, think of the ways that God has reached out to you. Maybe it is a dream. Maybe it was a song, a random conversation, a friend or a stranger, family, the church. But God is always trying to find ways for us to help if we'll just allow him to do that. He gives us this amazing gift called the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, it's interesting uh, we were going through this series about following Jesus and walking with Jesus, and we kind of landed on for a, a long time, John 17, and that prayer. And the more I poured over that, there was always this question, as Jesus prayed for the protection of the disciples. Now, you know the rest of the story. Uh, it didn't end well for the disciples. They died brutal deaths. So I started thinking to myself, no, Jesus prayed that they would be protected. Jesus wasn't talking about physical protection. It's greater than physical protection. Jesus said, I'm bringing a spirit, a helper in your life that will help you, your emotional stress, 
your, your intellectual stress, anything you're dealing with in life, I am there to help you. My presence is with you. And that presence gives us this amazing, this amazing experience called joy. Pierre Tillen said this, joy is the unfallible sign of the presence of God. And one of the things I've shared often on the West side is simply this, God could care less if you're happy. I mean, I mean, no, that's not a popular bumper sticker, but he really doesn't care if you're happy because that's cotton candy, that's short-lived. But joy, that's a different story. He wants his presence to be in our lives that you know, we don't have to go around saying something has to happen. Instead, we say, I surrender to the presence of Jesus Christ and his spirit gives us that joy. Matter of fact, in Isaiah 55, 11, John 6, 63, and there's so many other scriptures that talk about the word of God and the spirit of God. We hear pneuma in Greek, and it simply means the breath of God. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I can tell you what frustrates uh, my relationship with God. I'm frustrated myself is when I go through difficult times many times, instead of crying out to God for help, I try to solve it myself. Instead of getting deeper in his word, I actually kind of pull away from his word. Instead of allowing his spirit to move, I don't get on my knees and allow God to move. Let God do what only God can do. And I can tell you, it is the amazing helper who wants to be there for all of us. God is there to provide help for the helpless. Now, I know it's Christmas and you're not supposed to brag, but I'm gonna brag if that's okay about Sherwood Oaks. Uh, there's a misconception. And we have this great piece you can pick up at the Welcome Center about all the things going on in the holiday season. But I think there's a misconception that you got to go to Sherwood Oaks because they have so many Christmas-type services. And we do. And I'm telling you, they're great. At Bedford, for example, on Christmas Eve uh, at 6 o'clock, there's a Christmas Eve service here on the east side. Monday and Tuesday, there'll be three services. You can get information on that. Bloomington West, we have a worship in the round on December 22nd. Iglesia Hispana on December 22nd has an 11 a.m. service. I mean, isn't that amazing? You see the services, but there's so much more. See, behind the scenes, what I love about Sherwood Oaks is all the opportunities you have to serve others and to help the helpless. And there's so many ways, and again, you can go to the Welcome Center and get information. There's so many ways and I'm so proud of Sherwood Oaks. I'm proud how they reach out to help families adopt with foster care, with CASA. And I'm seeing over and over again, Sherwood Oaks is helping the helpless. Now, Virginia made an announcement about the Salvation Army. And if we're not careful, we glaze over that without realizing how important that really is. God wants to do everything in our lives to make his presence known. But here's what I love about God. He provides hope for the hopeless. Psalms 121, seven and eight says, the Lord will keep you from harm. He will watch over your life and the Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. God is there to provide hope 24 seven. Don't you love that about God and his presence? Always there for us. On a cellar wall, in Germany were these words on a wall that simply said, I believe in the sun, even when it's not shining. And I believe in love, even when I cannot feel it. And I believe in God, even if he is silent. He's always there. 
I play this game every year. I bet some of you play the same game. It's the birthday game. I get up and I love to turn the radio on and to see what celebrities were born on my birthday, okay? I don't know, I'm sure none of you have ever done that, but I, I love some of the celebrities. Uh, for example, I, I'm born on May 29th, and so I, I share a birthday with John F. Kennedy, uh, Latoya Jackson, thank you very much, Tenzing Norgay, and if you don't know who that is, uh, uh, that's the gentleman who climbed with Sir Edmund Hillary, Mount Everest on May 29th, and uh, Bob Hope. That's a pretty good list. I also have family. My nephew, Jim Robertson, Matt Crum, born on my birthday. But of all the celebrities, the one that stands out to me is Bob Hope. And Bob Hope lived to be 100, but you know what I think he's known more than anything else is getting as close as he could to the front lines and countless times providing for the troops from World War II all the way um, until Operation Storm. He did that. Now, it's interesting, there's a phenomenon called nominative determinism, and that is people who gravitate to areas of work that align with their name. For example, there's an Amy Freeze, who's a meteorologist. There's a Bob Carpenter, who's in the construction. But think about that name, Bob Hope. That people will say, well, there's a guy that did provide hope. We're all in the hope business, and aren't we? Everybody here, if you want to know what we're supposed to be doing, providing hope for a broken world. Every one of us. Sherwood Oaks Christian Church has a mission statement. People helping people grow generations of Christ-led influences. We have a motto, yes to love. But our purpose, don't ever forget it, is to provide hope for a broken world. You have neighbors who need hope. Your kids have friends at school and families that need hope. You have people in your family that need hope. And some of you this morning, you may just need to hear there is hope. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Now, you know, as we approach the Christmas season, you're going to hear B.C. And of course, that means before Christ. We mark even our calendars with B.C. before Christ. But there's other B.C.s in life. When you're of a certain age, you get married, you have kids, the years go by, and you sit down and you talk to your spouse and you'd say, do you remember life before children, B.C., okay? And then if you're of a certain age, as I am, you remember another B.C., before cable. Now, those were dark days, lonely days. <laughs> Let me just walk through what that was like. Uh, growing up, you had three networks, in St. Louis and Channel 11. And the rich kids got Channel 30. You know, so anyway, I remember that. And here was Christmas season. My entire childhood, here's Christmas season. You got two movies. It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, black and white. And then you had five Christmas specials, and they were special. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Frosty the Snowman. I mean, beautiful times. And Charlie Brown's Christmas. I mean, could you ask for any more? Well, our culture has changed. Would you agree? Yes. So I did a little digging. And uh, Hallmark, Netflix, and Lifetime combined in 2019 are, are rolling out 91 new Christmas movies. And I can't wait. I know some of you... Uh, 
One of my favorite hobbies when my youngest daughter, Danielle, is home, Marie doesn't like it, is we'll start a Christmas Lifetime movie, is to make fun of the movie in the first 10 minutes. Because <laughs> they all end the same. And I'm, I'll point out, I'm like, there's the guy that's had a broken relationship and needs a girlfriend. There's the girl he's going to fall in love with. There's the jerk. You, can, you already know how it's going to end. And then usually there's a crazy babysitter in there. I'm not sure where that all plays in. But all of these movies, at least 90% of them, they all have the same ambition. What is it? A happy ending and a glimmer of hope. That's why we're obsessed with them. Because I think we live in a world that just desperately wants hope. That's why every Christmas, I'll try to find time to watch It's a Wonderful Life. And at the very end of the movie, you may remember, uh, uh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that's never seen the movie, uh, but there's a, a younger brother, World War II hero, that comes in and uh, he kills the older brother. It's terrible. Anyway, uh, the younger brother comes in and of course the whole room is full and he lifts up a toast and he says to my big brother George, the richest what? Man in town. And my wife will look over at me and say, are you crying again? I get choked up every year watching it. Why? It's just hope. Man, we want it so bad. And here's the great news. We are madly in love with the Savior that helps the helpless and provides hope for the hopeless for everyone here today. Marie and I, a few months ago, we celebrated our 35th uh, anniversary. It's pretty cool, isn't it? You can clap, it's great, yeah. I mean, and I know it's rude if you wanna send cards and money, I, but I don't wanna rob you of that joy. Anyway, so anyway, we were talking about, you know, what do we wanna do for the 35th anniversary and how do we wanna get away? And so I really wanted to provide Marie with a very romantic uh, getaway for a week. And so we did that, we went to Disney World and, uh, and it was awesome, it was awesome. And we stayed at a place called Pops Resort. Now, just so you know how we roll at Pops, uh, this isn't the high end, okay? This is the high end. Matter of fact, um, what I love about it, you, you go the first day, you buy your plastic mug, all the soda you want for 19 bucks. We got one so we could split the mug. And I, the first morning I went in, I'm watching folks get the mustard and the ketchup and the mayonnaise and they're stuffing in their backpacks. And, along with me, and I went back to the room and I said, I love Pops, Marie, these are my people. You know, I, I felt for Pops, I love it. But D only Disney does it Disney's way, and I love this, Pops is all about covering a 50-year period of time from 1950 to 2000, and they had all these just huge toys and things and memorabilia, uh, slang, words and phrases, but they had things like a big wheel, you guys remember big wheels and yo-yos and bowling pins and you started going back and reminiscing about life. And then there was this, this trail and I, I would call it memory lane. It was two miles around the lake and there was all these signs from 1950 to 2000 and it just had all these just little bits of trivia. And uh, boy, I would get up, I'd walk that and it just kind of woke me up like, wow, man, time flies. It doesn't matter who you are, the time and the years they go by, and there are lessons to learn about time. So, so I'm so thankful for Tim Bedwell. He put this together for all of us, and uh, 
100 years. And I want you to see just how quickly 50 years can go by. 50 years in four minutes. And that's about how time goes by if you think about it. Uh, my next birthday, May 29th, I'll be 60. 60 stinking years old. I'm just telling you, when you read God's word, James 4.14 says, life is a mist. And in the message, it says, life is a wisp of fog. Life is constantly changing. Matter of fact, just think of the last 20 years. Think about from 1999 to 2019. I'm like, oh my land, with technology, life is just changing all the time. I tell you what, you can get anxious, you can get down, but then you have to step back and say, wait a minute, I'm going to cling to the things that will never change. And I cling to a Savior who will help the helpless and give hope to the hopeless. And some of you this morning coming in here are struggling. He's there for you. I love, I love in John 14 what Jesus does. And I'm paraphrasing, but if you look at verses one and two, and then you look at verse 23, Jesus said, listen, I'm going and I'm preparing a place for you. It's beyond imagination. It's not just one room, it's many rooms. And what do you call a place like that where you spend eternity with the Savior? I mean, what do you call a place where there is help and there is hope? There's only one word, home. I don't know about you, but the older I get, I can't wait to go home. Thank you for watching this message from Sherwood Oaks Christian Church. Did you know you can view any message from the past six years at socc.org messages? You can also view complete worship services from the past month at socc.tv.